Mayweather versus Paul, the undercard. Of course, on Sunday, June 6th, Showtime Pay-Per-View is bringing you a boxing extravaganza. Floyd Mayweather is taking on the YouTube sensation Logan Paul. That fight will come your way Sunday, June 6th from the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. Uh, it will be a boxing extravaganza because you have that exhibition that will be the main event, but there will be a total of four fights uh, on the card. You'll also see a former athlete in Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson fighting as well, but two professional fights and two high-stake fights as well. This is the official press conference for those fights. In fact, one of the fights is a fight that Showtime brought you back in December of 2019, and it was a fight of the year candidate. It had entry, it had drama, it had everything, where you had the champion, Jean Pascal, go down. You had the person he was fighting, Badu Jack, a two-division champion, go down as well. In the For John Pascal, he retains his title. Well, you know what? They're going to run it back. They'll do it again. That will be the co-main of the evening on, on June 6th. And we'll begin uh, when we talk about the professional fights with the return of a former unified champ. Swift Jarrett Hurd makes his return to the ring for the first time in over a year and a half as he steps into the ring with Luis Arias. And Arias has already fought some of the biggest names at middleweight. Uh, Daniel Jacobs, Gabe Rosado, Luke Keeler. So he's been tested uh, at 160, and it's the return of Swift Jarrett Hurd, but at 160. Uh, so we will talk to him uh, about that fight, and we're going to talk to all of the fighters and hear from all of them. Of course, the evening uh, is being promoted by May Mayweather uh, Promotions, and the CEO of Mayweather Promotions is Mr. Leonard Ellaby. Leonard? Thank you, Brian. Yes, as you mentioned, the world is buzzing about this entire Mayweather-Paul event. And as you mentioned, we have a terrific undercard with the two uh, professional bouts that you just mentioned. The first bout, um, former unified champion Swift Jarrett Hurd, uh, he'll be taking on Luis Arias, and I think that will be a scintillating bout. You know, um, Luis, um, he's working with Mayweather Promotions now, so I've been able to watch him up close and personal this camp, and I know for a fact he's 100% prepared coming into this bout, and he'll be looking to pull off the upset. And, and Jared Hurd, he's coming back, and he's looking to um, maintain his footprint in the division. He's looking to take over the 154-pound division. Obviously, this bout will be contested at 160 pounds, but he feels as though he's the big guy and he's the boss at 154 pounds. And again, I think that this bout will be a tremendous challenge um, because I know Arias will be prepared and he'll be looking to shock the world. Then we'll move right on into um, WBA light heavyweight champion John Pascal. He'll be taking on Mayweather Promotions own Badu Jack. And as Brian had mentioned earlier, what a fantastic bout they had a year and a half ago. Um, from the opening bell, um, these two guys, they have proved that they are great, great warriors, and I expect nothing less than a great bout come June the 6th. 
And again, the fans are in for a great treat that night. Thank you, Leonard. I tell you what, again, it is all comes your way on Showtime pay-per-view and uh, all these fights. Uh, we start things off at eight o'clock Eastern time. That's very important. Uh, people realize that. Uh, and again, these two professional fights. So let's start with the first professional fight. You will see him as Leonard talked about. This is a high stakes fight here. Luis Arias, who, you know, campaigns there at 160 and then taking on the former unified champ, Jarrett Swift, her making his return uh, to the ring. So Luis, let's start with you. If you would, there are members of the media uh, watching this. If you would give us just your thoughts on the fight with uh, Jared Hurd and, and let us know how camp is going thus far. Right. I'm sorry. It looks like Luis dropped. Can we start with uh, Jared Hurd? Sure. Uh, obviously, once we get Luis back, then let's start with the former unified champ. Uh, Swift, Jared Hurd. Uh, only one professional loss. And, and again, this is the return of the former unified champ uh, coming in back at 160 but has every intention uh to go back down to 154 uh swift again give us your thoughts on fighting arias and, and let us know how training camp has been going for your return uh you know um training camp has been great you know um i haven't fought in a year and a half so i had a chance to to really um you know take my time with this camp, you know, uh, as far as weight and, and, and getting in shape. I had a lot of time to, to put in the work. So, um, training has been going great. You know, I have some great people here with me. We have Terrence Crawford, uh, Shakur Stevenson, um, uh, Troy Osley and, uh, uh, Quentin Randall, you know, we're all out here working and, uh, you know, no camp is going great. And as far as Luis Arias, you know, he's a great fighter. It's it's definitely going to be a great fight. The type of fights I like, you know, the toe-to-toe action, fighters that's going to be there and, um, you know, there to fight. Um, he's never been stopped. So I know that uh, this this fight is definitely going to be a fight that, that maybe can go the distance, but who knows. All it takes is one punch in boxing, but um, I know definitely it's going to be a nice toe-to-toe matchup um, come June 6th. Hmm. Okay, thank you, uh, Swift. Uh, Corey, I, I want to think we have Luis back. I think he's joining back now, but he's not currently back. Uh, Swift, w- once we get Luis back, uh, if you uh, c- considering there are members of the media watching, fight at 160, it is your intention. I know we spoke on my podcast about this. It is your intention after this fight, though, to go back down to 154, correct? Most definitely. Uh, I got too much unfinished business at 154. You know, um, a lot of fights, including my rematch that I want to get, get back um uh, revenge, and so uh, it's definitely a plan to go back to 154 after uh, my task on, on June 6. And and I love that you use the word you have too much unfinished business at 154. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Uh, meaning, you know, uh, regaining my titles. Um, you know, not to look past Luis Arias, but you know, probably the biggest matchup in 154 right now is me and Jamel Charlo. We have our own personal personal um issues where we, we we have outside of boxing and uh it's just something i always want to um you know i want to i want to handle before i move up to 160 Luis, i know that we've got you back uh now that we do can you give us a word on the fight with jared hurt and let us know how camp has been going uh well yeah sorry about that man camp has been excellent you know what i mean i'm excited for the fight 
I think this is a perfect fight at the perfect opportunity. You know, I got to thank uh, Mayweather Promotions, you know, Leonard and Floyd for bringing me this opportunity. And I think this is a great matchup. I mean, uh, uh, camp has been excellent. I've been working on the right things to make sure that I'm 100% prepared for this fight. And I think I'm catching Jerry Hurd at the right time. I mean, he's he switches styles. He, he really don't know how he wants to fight, you know. Um, I, like I said, I, I had plans of moving down to 154 pounds as well. You know what I mean? So um, I wanted to challenge. That was the reason when they brought me to Jerry Hurd fight was because he was the number one. He was the number He's ranked number one at the ring, at Ring Magazine. So Leonard was like, yo, we're going to throw you a bone. Like, you willing to fight Hurd? I said 100%. You know what I mean? So um, it's all about challenging yourself. And I'm here. It's another challenge. You know, I never turned down the challenge. You know, I've been in there with the best. And there's nothing that Jerry Hurd could bring to the table that I haven't already seen. So I'm excited for it. I know my team's excited for it. And it's going to be a great night come June 6th. Luis, let me follow up on that. Um, what do you think a win against Jared Hurd does for you, does for your career? I mean, I think it puts me right back in the mix. You know, I mean, I've always been just one step away from really getting into that mix with the with the big guys. You know I mean, like all my last couple fights that bit me, that put me, was one fight away from getting to the world title fight. You know, I beat Jacobs, I get a world title. I get that decision with Rosado, I get a world title shot. I would have beat Keeler, I would have fought for the world title. You know what I mean? But I had to deal what I had to deal with. You know, I got through what I got through, fighting through the game. I've learned my mistakes through my losses. And um, I know exactly what I need to do to win. And then once I t- once I beat Jared Hurd on the six, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be right there for the big dogs. You know, he calling out Charlo and he he wanna fight all these other big names, but He's gonna have to get through me. Now, if he loses to me, those are the I, I get those. I'm, I'm gonna be in positions to the fights that he wants. You know what I mean? And, and it's all about you know getting a world title shot. You know what I mean? So once we take care of business on the six, you know I, I'll be able to fight for a world title and become a world champion. Swift, I, I thought I thought the interesting thing that Luis said is that I'm getting Jared Hurd at the right time. He's changed trainers. Seems as if he doesn't know what kind of style. Uh, he wants to fight at what is your response to that uh i mean listen man no no matter when whenever he fights me it's it's not gonna be a good time for him you know what i mean uh i can box i can i can bang it doesn't matter whatever style i decide to come out there and use we all gonna decide on fight night um but even, i can beat him either way so it doesn't matter uh you know Luis, one thing that you certainly have been very vocal uh, about is that you said, hey, look, my training, uh, my diet now, that I've been doing everything right. Uh, you said if you look over at Jared Hurd, uh, he's eating pizza, he's eating this. That's the reason why this guy has gotten uh, so big. Do you think that will be the difference in this fight because you have been, it seems, so laser-focused in training for this one that th- that will be the difference in this fight? Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, Jared's trying to take the easy way out. Like, you, you, you're coming out on, he came on your podcast and says he's the best 154-pounder. So why aren't you still fighting at 154-pounder? Why aren't you still fighting at 154 pounds? Obviously, because you haven't been living the correct lifestyle. You know, he's over there still wearing, he wearing waist trainers. He's not eating correctly. He's doing whatever he got to do to get ready. But obviously, it isn't working. Like, how is it that you, how are you, you saying you're the best at, the, at a certain weight, but you can't make the weight? Or oh, it's just for this fight. Like, nah, man, if you're a real fighter and you fight at a certain weight, you should be able to make the weight at all times. Like, when, when this fight was brought to me, like I said, I was intrigued for the fight because he was ranked 154. He was the number one guy on the ring magazine at 154 pounds. 
and 160, he ain't done nothing. I mean, so me even me winning him, beating him at 160 doesn't do anything because he's not a middleweight. He's not proven. I'm not proven either. But I fought the top guys. I didn't already been in the mix with the top guys at the weight class. You just stepping in this weight class for the very first time. So I mean, like like I said, man, he's he says he's the best, but he doesn't want to make the weight. You know, he's obviously having trouble with the weight. He doesn't look like he can make the weight now. I'm in shape right now. I can make 60 right now. I can make 54 by the end of the week. You know, I've taken this training to the next level. I understand that this is my, it's pretty much my last big shot. You know what I mean? And, and they're throwing me a bone. So I, I, I got to do everything that I need to do to make sure that I, that I, that I you know, show up and I, and I impress. You know what I mean? And, and he says he's a boxer, but he, he, man, he just fought a 140 pounder and tried to outbox him. And he couldn't really outbox him. <laughs> so, I mean, We'll see. We're going to find out June 6th. Like, he knows who, he knows that I'm real. Everybody around him, everybody he's training with, he knows who Luis Suarez is. All of them guys know who Luis Suarez is. His trainer's been watching me kick ass since I was eight years old. So, they know. So, it's going to be a hard fight. He says he wants to bang. He can bang. We can bang. If he says he wants to box, he's not the better boxer. But we, it's the only thing, there's only one way to find out. We're going to find out in two weeks. Mm, wow. Uh, Swift, uh, your your reply to that? I mean, come on, man. We we saw this 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 story before, man. You know, he talks a good game. That's what he does. You know, look at his last three fights. I mean, he talks. He says he he has this power, this unknown power that nobody ever ever experienced, and he only has nine knockouts, this that and the other. But at the end of the day, at one fifty four, one sixty, no matter what the weight class is, Luis Arias, though. I, I did suffer loss, but I'm back on the winning. I'm on the winning. I'm on the ups. You know what I mean? He's the one who has to has to come back from a win yet. You know what I mean? He's 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 used I mean, to. If, if I would have fought, if I if I would have fought a 140 pounder after I lost to Jacobs, I'd be on the winning streak too. The only difference between me and you is matchmaking. You just had a better matchmaker. I've had to go through this game hard. I mean, you who's mean? Luke, who's Luke Kisler? Who's Man, Luke, Luke Kisler? Luke, Luke Keeler was. I had to go fight him in Ireland. I had to go so all the way over there and fight him in his hometown. That was a fight you were all supposed over to there. win. You, 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 had to, you got to fight a 140-pounder off your loss. So, like I said, I mean, yeah, I do and talk about the fight I was supposed to win this, and I won it, right? But you didn't. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but you didn't look impressive. And everybody knows it. So I you did know what it. I wanted to do. Just like I'm going to do on, on, in two weeks with you. I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. Luis, let me find out. Luis, let me ask you this. It's the, you brought up uh, Jacobs. You brought up Keeler. Uh, you brought up Rosado. It seems like when you've uh, gone to the upper echelon of the guys, uh, unfortunately, you've come up short. Why will June 6th be different? Because I've made the proper training adjustments. I mean, I've made – I've come back to Vegas. You know, I added a, an elite trainer in Ismael Salas who's been helping me sit on my punches who's been helping me with my head movement, who's been helping me with everything. Like, all I really needed was just a little bit more to get past that little threshold, just to get past it. That's all I needed was just one little bit. And I've done everything in the gym to make sure that I, I didn't get through that through that threshold, get past that. I mean, I'm confident in this fight. You know what I mean? I think the style is perfect. Like, he, he, he says he's this. I mean, I only got nine knockouts because I was fighting super middleweight. You can go look at my record. They had, I've been fighting at the wrong weight class this whole time. My first 10 fights were at super middleweight. You know what I mean? So if I would have been fighting small guys like he's been fighting this whole time, I'd have a good knockout ratio too. You know what I mean? So 
But like I said, all we could do is just, I mean, talking is talking. It is what it is. We're going to let our hands go. And like I said, I'm coming 100% prepared. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I've done everything that I need to do in the gym. And there won't be any excuses. So let's Swift, see what kind of fight he brings. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to the media, Swift, let me ask you this. What do you think you need to show? What do you need to do to Luis Arias uh, to convince the boxing public that, as you told me, you're back and still uh, the best 154-pounder in the world? I just need a dominant win. You know what I mean? Uh, Luis Arias can make anyone look ugly in there, but for me to go out there and win win the fight convincingly and and have a dominant performance, I think that I let the the fans and everyone know that uh, I'm back, you know? It depends on how I win. I just don't want to win in the sloppy way. I want to look good doing it. Okay. Uh, I know there are a number of mem- members of the media. All you have to do is hit the uh, raise your hand bar there on the Zoom. Uh, Greg Domino will acknowledge you and then unmute yourself uh, and you can ask your questions. So uh, with that said, let's take some questions here uh, for these two fighters. Uh, Greg, if you would, uh, let's allow the members of the media to ask some questions. Thank you, Brian. Uh, first question comes from Jeremy Harrigis of Fansided. Hi, Jared. Hi, Luis. Um, Jared, first question's for you. I know that um, the pandemic obviously probably played a role in keeping you out of the ring. Were there any other factors that, that um, elongated your stay away from fights? Uh, well, I did just switch trainers and move out into a new home. You know, I was uh, – I was I was back and forth and moving and furnishing my house and things like that and uh, getting comfortable in my new home. And then, uh, like you said, the pandemic. So those are the only two things that kind of kept me out out of out of um, training. You know, the gym slows down back where I was from in Maryland, and uh, I had to build a gym in my home or my basement in order to start training and uh, things like that. I know that uh, Luis kind of addressed uh, the difference in style from the. Uh, Santana fight compared to the to the Williams fight and maybe some of the ways that we've seen you in the past was that more of you just kind of uh, trying to implement uh, more practice as a as a boxer than 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 more of an inside style or is there any confusion about your style exactly man like uh, Arya said you know to kind of piggyback on what he said you know I, I also after my loss went back and and, and tried to you know uh, work on things that I had bad habits on I was just a straightforward um, come at you, guy, walk you down, kind of try to break you down. And then this this fight, I wanted to, uh, you know, implement that I could box, that I could move around, that I could use my height range if I needed to. And uh, I could have switched it up and, and eventually started to walk Santana down. But, you know, the plan was for this fight, you know, box throughout all 10 rounds. So that's what I did. Last question for Luis. Um, Luis, I know that, that you've had uh, some losses in a, in a consecutive loss. Well, not consecutive. You had a draw in there. Um, you said that this is your last chance. Does does that make you a desperate fighter, and does that make you even more dangerous? No, no, no. I mean, it's not not my last chance. I'm still young, man. I'm still young, and I'm still fighting my way through. You know, I'm just – I just needed to make just proper adjustments. You know, it's all about making the proper adjustments. You know, it's just learning as you go. And I'm not going to be a desperate fighter. I'm going to go in there and fight the way I fight. You know, I've always had championship-level fighting in me. I just haven't showed it, and, and this is a perfect opportunity for me to show it. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, next question comes from Jim Conlon. Hello, um, Jared and uh, Luis. Uh, Jared, Luis, in terms of this fight, in terms of this style of this sort of contest, 
do you think this is going to be a very much a fight that's going to be fought in the inside in terms of up close sort of a slobber knocker type of a, a grueling sort of a contest in, in terms of those opening few rounds? Who's the question for me? Yeah, for both of you in terms of, uh, uh, first of all, you, Jared, and then Louise afterwards in terms of what way do you see this fight going in terms of style? Um, I don't know. You know, it all depends. You know, uh, it depends on how he comes out. It depends on how um, the adjustments I need to make. It all depends. You know, it could be a toe-to-toe fight, uh, fireworks. Um, you know, Louise Arias doesn't like to back up. I don't like to back up either. And, uh, you know, or, or you know, one way could be working. I have to switch to Boston, so it all depends. And uh, Luis, in terms of your opinion on this? I mean, I'm coming after him. I got to win. You know what I mean? I got to win. So he's not going to have to find me. I'm going to be right there. If I want to have to go, if I got to box him in the middle of the ring, if I got to put my, put my head in his chest and dog him out, you know, then that's what I got to do. But I got to win this fight. So from the opening bell to the final bell, if we make it to the final bell, you know, I'm going to be on him. So we'll, we'll see what kind of adjustments he makes. But I, I don't feel like he's a better inside fighter than me. And I don't feel like he's a better boxer than me, regardless of my last couple performances. So we just going to have to see, man. The boxing is crazy. All it takes is one punch, you know. But I think it is going to be a great fight. I think the matchup is perfect, and, and the fans will win at the end. And uh, Jared and Louise, uh, same sort of question there. In terms of preparing for this fight, uh, what sort of uh, sparring partners or training partners have you been able to get in in terms of uh, preparation? Uh, first of all, Jared and then Louise uh, again. Uh, yeah, I've been training with uh, Quit and Quick Draw Randall. He just fought on the uh, uh, Jake Paul on the card on Triller. I've been sparring with uh, Rob Bryant. Uh, the former WBA champion at 160, uh, Robert Brent, uh, Brian, I think that's his name. But uh, I've been sparring with Troy Osley, up and coming uh, Olympic, um, Olympic uh, alternate, and uh, I also been, I also sparred with Terrence Crawford a few, t- a few times. So uh, you know, I got I have a few guys in there. That's that's a good work for me. And, and I've, I've worked with a bunch of different guys. You know what I mean? Uh, from southpaws to righties, from young guys to older guys. Uh, there's a young up-and-coming kid who's, who's fighting on the undercard named Jaleel Hackett. He's been some great work. He's, 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 he's a young guy. He's been pushing me. There's been, <clears throat> there's been tons of sparring in Vegas, man. That's one thing about Vegas, man. They're sparring every five minutes, you know, where you at. So there's just been a lot of different guys. Like I said, I've been out here for six months getting ready for this fight. So if I, I'd be here all day if I named all the guys I've been sparring with. <laughs> Uh, and uh, lastly, for me, uh, Jared and Louise, in terms of uh, a statement of intent, if you could sum it up in terms of one line, uh, in terms of what you aim to deliver at, at the weekend in terms of the fight, uh, same thing again, Jared first and then Louise. Oh, yeah, man. Make sure you guys tune in. You know, my fight is always action-packed. Um, it's going to be a great turnout. You know, I can't wait to perform for you guys and uh Watch out, baby. Swift Nation. Keep representing. Thanks, uh, Jared and Luis. Like I said, this is going to be a great fight. It's going to be action-packed. We can say whatever game plan we want, but the moment one of us get hit in the mouth, I think all of that's probably going to go out the window. So first one to get hit, you know, it's going to be a great fight. You know, like like I said, I'm excited. I know he's excited. He got to put on a show. I got to put on a show. 
and, and June sixth is gonna be is gonna be a great night. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Uh, next, we will go to Carlos Toro. Thanks, guys, for taking time to talk to us. You know, first question to Jared. You know, Jared, earlier you were mentioning not wanting to get this win in a sloppy way and wanting to look impressive. You believe that a good win, a dominant win, does put you back immediately into the conversation at, at 154, and that and is that why do you feel like there is a bit of a more urgency to sort of look good and impressive in this fight? Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. You know, uh, that's that's exactly why. And, uh, you know, Louise R has never been stopped. So, if, if, you know, if I was able to pull that off, come fight night, you know, I'd be the first to do something that no fighter has done. So, at the end of the day, this, how I win does matter. Louise, you know, you, you've spoken about, you know, having uh, getting now the chance to use this fight as to show that you're a championship-level fighter. You know, when it comes to how these last three fights that you've had that were all winless, what do you sort of take away from those experiences and why do you feel this is now the time based on those experiences that this be the fight to show that you're a championship level fighter? Well, you know, when it comes down to these big fights, man, the people only really see what happens in the ring. You know what I mean? But they don't pay a little attention to a lot of the, out, this bullshit that people got to deal with outside. And, you know, excuse to not, I mean, I, I didn't perform and I didn't win those fights, but I've had to deal with a lot of bullshit outside the ring leading up to all three of those fights. But for this fight, man, you know, I got back with Floyd Mayweather and Mayweather Promotions. I got a powerhouse behind me. And Floyd's made sure that I'm comfortable. Floyd's made sure that I've been very comfortable this whole time. Like I said, I've been in Vegas since December training. I was supposed to fight. Make sure, like, you got everything you need. Like, Floyd's been, Floyd's been on top of making sure that I've been very, very comfortable for this fight. Like, I've been living comfortably. I've been living, in, you know, very good. I've been eating comfortably. I've been having. I haven't been worried about anything, you know, for this fight. I've been 100% focused on performing, you know, and I think that's going to be the difference in this fight. You're going to see 100% focused, Luis Arias. Someone I have something that I haven't had to deal with. No bullshit. Going to be no bullshit. Won't be no excuses, and everything is in line for me to go out there and perform. So you'll see. I mean, it's in, it's, you'll, you guys are going to see. Thank you, gentlemen. Best of luck to the both of you on fight night. Thank you. Carlos, uh, we have time for one more question here. We'll go to Michael Retta. Thank you, and uh, thank you guys for taking time out today. I'm going to have a question for each real quick. Uh, Jarrett, obviously you've been out for a while because of the pandemic and you switched trainers, but how do you feel just physically now? You know, you were in a lot of grueling fights, a lot of tough battles. How do you feel physically having that time off and, you know, recharging leading up to this fight? Uh yeah, man. I, to be honest with you, I don't. I didn't like the time off. You know, I wanted to get right back in the ring, but you know, the unfortunate circumstances of me switching trainers and uh, you know, and the pandemic, so it cost me to have two long layoffs. But I mean, you know, I feel good. You know, after my after my loss, I was eager to get back in the ring, and you know, uh, I don't like fighting once a year, taking these long layoffs. You know, we ain't getting no younger. I wanna. I want to, uh, you know, continue my legacy and and, and, and and get back in the ring as soon as possible, you know, at least try to get three fights in a year. So, uh, you know, I mean, but physically I feel good, you know. Um, the layoff was, was happened. Um, you know, it wasn't up, up to me. So, uh, but uh, I feel good and um, I'm just glad to be back in the ring in two weeks. Good. And Luis, with you, uh, as you said, you've been in there with some of the top fighters in the world. 
How do you think that's going to help you, you know, going up against another former unified world champion in Jared Hurd? I mean, just it just gives me more confidence. You know, like I said, I, I've been, you know, I've been fighting since I was eight years old. I've been all over the world fighting. I've been in there with the best. And, and, and I'm still here fighting. You know what I mean? So it's giving me, you know, a lot of confidence. And like I said, there's nothing that Jared Hurd can do that I haven't already seen, you know? So <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm 100% ready. Like I said, I've been training nonstop, even through the pandemic. I found a way to get to a gym. I found a way to maintain that weight down. And, and it'll show. All the hard work is going to come out and it's going to show in two weeks. Thank you and best of luck to both of you. All right, thank you. Uh, back to you, Brian. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Uh, Swift, uh, Luis, thank you. And I tell you what, folks, I mean, you heard it from both of them. That's why I call this fight, uh, both of these fights, high stakes. You heard Luis say, hey, look, this is high stakes for me. This a victory uh, against Swift, Jared Hurd. All of a sudden, I am more than irrelevant, uh, whether it's at 160 or at 154, as he talks about. And for Swift, Jared Hurd, he has told me he and you heard him say he believes he is still the best at 154. Well, the way you prove that is getting a victory against someone like Luis Arias. Uh, and again, their fight comes your way on Sunday, June 6th. Now, the co-main of the evening, again, this is a rematch from a fight of the year candidate from 2019. Uh, the first person I, we, we're going to hear from uh, is a man who is a two division champion. Uh, 23, 3, and 3. Also, 13 knockouts. He is known as the Ripper. He is Badu Jack. Badu, if you would, uh, give the people just a, a statement uh, you can about the fight and how your training has been going. Hey, what's up, Brian? Um, training's been great. Uh, you know, I got a new coach, Jonathan Banks. This the second fight. I had a little tune-up sparring session uh, in my last fight but uh i feel amazing and um uh, everything's coming together everything's good so can't wait another week and a half and your thoughts on the rematch against the champ john pascal oh uh, i mean it's been in the works since the last fight you know there's a reason why we have a rematch everybody know who won that fight so we're gonna have a rematch now and, uh, you know, Floyd called me like a couple of days after the fight, said you're fighting him in the mid-April rematch. It's on last year, 2020. Wow. Then the, the pandemic happened. Then it got pushed back to the late summer, the fall, whatever, early 2021. Now it's here. So it's better late than never. But I've been I've been training the whole time. I mean, I was I was back in the gym Monday after the fight in uh, whatever, New Year's Eve or whatever that was. So I'm ready. Love it. Uh, again, this is the co-main, folks, and there are a number of people who have written that say this could this could steal the show uh, come Sunday, June 6th. Now let me introduce the WBA light heavyweight champ. Uh, listen, 35-6-1. He's got 20 knockouts. He is Jean Pascal. Champ, if you would, give us your, your thoughts on the rematch and how training has been going. I'm very excited about the rematch. Training is going very well. I'm in Puerto Rico since December. I was, I'm, I've been waiting for that rematch. Uh, it's been like almost 18 months, but uh, I'm ready. Uh, one thing that I know is like people, like, you know, Badu, like I think Badu lives in the fairy tale. 
because he thinks he, he won the fight. But uh, he's going to say, oh, my fans think I won the fight. But like Roger Mayweather said, people don't know shit about boxing. The expert around the ring said I won the fight. So I Ooh. won the fight. I deserve the fight. What expert? So, so, so that the judges, the judges, and you know, one thing about Badu, I love Badu, he's a gentleman, but he's always whining. Every time that he loses the fight, it's because of somebody else's fault. Badu, you're coming on my coast. You're not going to be on the West Coast. You're going to be on the East Coast. On the East Coast, you're zero, one, and three. <laughs> so good luck, buddy. First of all, the only, the only loss was against you. The other one, was I complained. And the other one back in the day, I never complained. So, so I never complained. There was three judges. One had experience, Julie Letterman. She had me winning. Two other guys, they, they never uh, judged a, a big fight before. But so, listen, Badu, well, we, that's I respect the reason that. why we have, we have a rematch. Badu, Badu, I, I, Badu, I respect that. I'm going to let I'm gonna let you live in your fairy tale, and we're gonna meet up again in Miami on the East Coast, baby. Let's do it. But, <laughs> but, dude, let me start with you then. Uh, what do you think you need to do this time around um, to convince all of the judges that you're indeed the winner? Listen, we have we have two judges for this fight: There's the left hand and the right hand. Right, right hand, left hand. That's it. So uh, I'm very comfortable, very confident for this fight. And uh, uh, I'm not worried about no judges. I'm not worried about nothing. I know Pascal is a warrior. I'm a warrior. I'm, I'm just ready to fight. Is this a fight where you believe that, you know, maybe I, I have to, it can't go to the judges, that I need the knockout. I need to win it decisively. And maybe I have to stop him if I'm going to get a victory. Yeah, looking at the past, yes, of course. But I'm going to listen to my corner, and we're going to win the fight by any means, like Michael Mike says. Champ, uh, listen, you, you get the split decision victory. Uh, same kind of question to you. What do you think you need to do, if anything, differently to, to win it more decisively this time around? Listen, the first fight, you know, uh, in the first six rounds, I was doing everything fine. Then maybe I got a little bit overconfident, you know, because I sparred Brady in the past, but he was a 168 pounder at the time. And I'm probably I got caught up in that. And, you know, I took it, I took it easy and then was able to come up a little bit. But one thing that we have to understand is the fight got closed because he had a fake, knock, a fake knockdown on the scorecard. If you watch my knockdown, he went down with a real punch. I went down because I missed my punch. There's a two, there's a big difference. Without that knockdown, the fight wouldn't even been closed. So, so thanks, Badu, thanks, Julie Lerman and the other judges to score the fake knockdown because that was not a real knockdown. You went down because of this. I went down because I missed my punch. No, There's a no, big no, difference. No. So stop, stop you living the fairy tale. Stop living the fairy tale. And, you got and we're going to sit it down in Miami. Huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. I you hit did. You did. But did I went right down? You was all hurt. You did. You did. But did I went down? No. You were swinging at the same time. And you missed at the same time. But I hit you. 
But listen, baby, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you live in your fairy tale. You you did hit me with the right hand, but I didn't went down, baby. I went down only when I missed my punch. And you can watch the tape. What did you no, think? I, I you hit, hit you me and with then the right hand on the Good. way down. Fair enough. But I went down because I missed my punch. That's why I went down. Because if you I got up down, okay. okay. And listen, listen you got up, your legs <laughs> your legs were left and right. I got up okay. Yeah. I got up okay. okay. You got up, your left was right. Let me ask you a question. Left, yeah. Let me ask you a question. What happened after that knockdown? I finished the, hey, I finished the run stronger than you. What I happened finished after the run stronger than you. You couldn't even finish me. You asked the whole Listen, point after that knockdown. You couldn't even finish me after the knockdown. My knockdown did more to you than to me. You couldn't finish me. You couldn't finish me because I called up and I was okay. And I finished the run stronger than you. Watch the tape. Watch the 12 round. I finished the round stronger than you, Badu. But like I said, say like I said. You're funny, bro. I love you, Badu. You're brother to me. But it is what it is. Business is business, right? So so we're going to finish business in Miami on my coast, the East Coast, baby. I love it. And Badu, it begs the question, is this a fight where Badu Jack needs to start quicker? Every fight, of course, of course. Badu, you can come. <laughs> yeah, you can start faster. No problem. Come get it, but it won't be easy, though. Okay. And, we'll and, and champ, champ, I gotta ask you this then, because you got the knockdown. I think it's like the fourth round. Is this a fight where if you get him down, this is one where you gotta close the show, right? Listen, honestly, I I really think I just have to pace myself a little bit more on that fight. Because probably like with the knockdown, because I spoke with Badu, I got overexcited and stuff like that. But I'm a veteran, so I shouldn't get overexcited with a like say with a knockdown uh, if the first six round is go- it stays going well. So I'm a veteran. I got experience. I'm not once, but two time world champion. And my mom taught me something really, really nice. Anything that you can do once, you can do it twice. Uh, we'll end it with this because I know there's members of the media who want to ask you guys questions. <laughs> Badu, we'll start with you. What yeah. can you guarantee the people who lay down their money for Showtime pay-per-view going to see in this rematch? Uh, maybe that they didn't get uh, in the first fight. What can you guarantee them that they are going to get out of Badu, uh, Jack, the Ripper? Guarantee you won't blame the pain. You won't blame the pain, baby. <laughs> no, uh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a fire fight. We already know that. So if if you're not interested in the YouTube fight, this will be another. Uh, this will be a great war. But uh, but every, all the fights are gonna be entertainment. Floyd, my fight, Jared Heard, the basketball player, or the, sorry, the football player. <laughs> oh, tune in. <laughs> Whatever sport you play. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ch- Champ, the, the but same you can't question. Play boxing. Boxing is not a. It's not a game. You're right about that, uh, Champ. The same question to you. For the people who lay down their money on Showtime pay per view June 6, what can you guarantee them they're going to get out of this fight? I have a lot. I have a lot of respect for my brother Ben Jack. You know, he's a gentleman in and out of ring. But we have something to settle down. June 6 is coming for revenge. I'm coming with bad attentions. So tune in on Showtime, and that's going to be a great show. We have, like, say, Jerry Hurt, 
going to be a great fight. My fight with Badu is going to be an epic fight. And we have the final, the YouTube Association, uh, Logan Park with Floyd. It's going to be a great entertainment show. So Showtime PPV, baby, June 6th, Miami. By the way, before I, I let the media uh, in on this, let me ask you this, champ, because you've been sparring uh, with Logan Paul. And, you know, listen, at that press conference, you heard Floyd say, you know, look, I want to fight him and his brother that night. But then he obviously ratcheted it up when, the, when his brother took the hat. So now Floyd's really fired up uh, at Logan Paul. What can you tell us about Logan Paul's fighting skills and what kind of challenge he will pose to Floyd Mayweather? Honestly, guys, listen, I'm not on Logan Paul payroll because I was rich before I started boxing. <laughs> so I don't need his money. I'm not on his payroll. But like I told you, people don't know shit about boxing. And people think that Logan Paul is a YouTuber, is a know how to fight. But I'm telling you, I was like, I was surprised. I'm in the gym with Logan Paul. The young kid got skills. Like, of course, he's fighting the TBE, Floyd. This is another level. But Logan Paul is very athletic. He has a great cardio. And he has natural skill, boxing skill. So that's going to be very, very interesting. And one thing with our sport is one punch can change anything. You know, everything. One fraction of second, boom, and it's over. So that's Bro, why it's going to be very that, entertaining. Logan is big, Floyd is small, but like I said, he has a big, big task in front of him because this is TBE. Floyd, it's TBE. I'm TBE in Canada, baby. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, folks, I, I can't wait to see John Pascal and Badu Jack back in the ring because it is going to be something. Uh, Greg Domino, of course, from our Showtime uh, communications boxing uh, department is going to allow members of the media to ask questions because I know you got a lot of questions for these guys. And Greg, uh, let members of the media ask questions to the champ, uh, to both of these guys. Thank you, Brian. Uh, first up, we have J.R. Bell. All right. Uh, first question here is to Battle Jack. Now, in the fight in Atlanta, that was a fight that kind of like sold the show there at State Farm Arena, very close, but you know, like you said, the judges uh, didn't get it into your favor. Uh, what do you think you would have to do here in this particular fight against Sean Pascal to either, you know, get the favor of the judges or just finish it off with a knockout? I mean, I just got to listen to my new coach. We have a great game plan and uh, some small adjustments from the last fight. And, uh, yeah, I'm very confident I'm going to get the win. Gotcha. And for uh, John Pascal, you know, you yeah. come in here with a lot of confidence. Your, you know, bravado just shines. And you were talking about, you know, being in the East Coast over there in Miami. You got little Haiti over there. So um, how do you feel about, you know, fighters, some fighters saying like your power I mean, is, my <laughs> I'm from is overseas. Uh, you know, something that. <laughs> East Coast don't mean nothing. <laughs> How do you feel Can about you know me? other fighters talking about your power and that they respect your power? Do you think that Badu Jack respects your power? Uh, I do believe um, Badu Jack respect my power. He's a respectful man, a, a, a respectful boxer. If he don't respect my power, I'm telling him to go watch uh, the footwear. <laughs> so once again, but like I said, uh, I I don't only have power; I got skills. 
You know, I, I know I'm the better fighter. Badu, Badu Jack is a great, is a good boxer, but I'm naturally gifted. You know, I was born, see, I was born for that sport, you know, and built to win. So I'm very confident. Uh, of course, I'm fighting on Showtime uh, in the States uh, on the Mayweather show, but the last time was the same, and I won the fight. I believe um, the expert, the judges, gonna do the right decision, and I hope they're gonna they're not gonna score a fake knockdown if something happened. Like let's score real knockdown, you know. But like I said, I'm ready. I've been ready. I've been Puerto Rico since December. It's been like six months. Uh, I've been training back in Canada also for two months, so it's been eight months training camp. So I'm ready to go, baby. Thanks to the both of y'all, and look forward to this fight on June 6th. Thank you. Great. Next question, we'll go to Jeremy Herges. Hi, Badu. Hi, John. Uh, first questions for, for Badu. Um, Badu, I know any time that, that you lose a, a split decision, you know, that's going to sting. Um, I'm curious, how many times did you go back and, and watch your fight with, with John? And, and what were some of the things that you noticed that, that you could have done better in that fight? Um, maybe once or twice I watched the fight, maybe three times. Um, obviously, it's a lot of small adjustment that, that you can always do better. You can always do better. But, um, you know, um, you got, you're going to wait and see uh, June 6th, the adjustment and uh, – I can't wait, but I, I'm 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 very very more confident than last time, and I can't wait. You see me? Do I look like I'm nervous or anything? I'm very uh, confident, I, and I can't wait. <laughs> I know uh, I know he's a warrior. I know he got his. We both worry. We fought everybody, both of us. We're the same age, even though I look a little better. I'm looking younger, but <laughs> nobody's seen my birth certificate. I'm not really 37. I, I might be 27. You look younger, but I'm prettier though. No, you ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Next question's for John. Uh, John, when when the score for one fourteen one twelve for for Badu was was read by the 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 scorekeeper, did did that surprise you? And 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 what were your feelings when you heard that score? Honestly, that yeah did surprise me a little bit. But I said uh, probably because of the knockdown, you know, the fake. Fake knockdown because that's not a real knockdown. So guys, please don't tell me I went down because I didn't went down because of the punch. whole world saw it, because he hit me first. I didn't go down. I went down when I missed my punch. It's not like he hit me then I went down. I went yes, down. Yes, I hit you on the I chin. My punch. You stopped, you I'm, talking, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. You can go watch the tape once again. I missed my punch then I went down because when he hit me the first time I didn't went down. So so like I said I was. I was a little bit surprised, but like I said, it is what it is. Boxing is boxing, but the two the two of the judges they got it right. The same scorecard, so you know I'm very happy. Like, and nobody can see all my fans. The fans, but people don't know don't know shit about no, boxing. Let's, let's, and okay, the sorry. expert, I'm, gonna say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say my fans. I said the viewers of Showtime. Nobody said they're my fans. Like but, you said, it's listen, your East Coast. Listen, it was you East Coast last time. The yeah, Atlanta is the East Coast. Yeah, the 75% of everybody watches Showtime. That's not my fans. They 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 say, who do you think won the fight? And they said it. That's not my fans. That's okay, you. That might be your fans. You're right, the but viewers, like I said, Roger Yeah, Mayweather, they might not know shit about boxing. Like like Roger Mayweather, one of the greatest coach in the world, said it. 
people don't know shit about boxing. And the yeah. three experts, two of two of sale of three, they got it right. So like I said, bad rule. Take your loss like a man. 150 and more try points. And to do land. better on June 6th. Take your loss like a man. Stop blaming the judges. This and that defense. You started late. Stop. Yeah, stop I ain't crying about the bullshit. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, Just we're gonna. Early. That's why like we settle said, it in the rematch, try, right? Start early. Come get it, but it won't be easy though. Come get it, baby. Come get it. I don't need no judge. I got my right hand and my left hand. That's the only two judges I need. One last question for John. Fair uh, enough. I'm curious, did you see uh, Badu's last fight against Blake McKiernan, and, and what, what did you take away from that fight? You met, you met his last sparring session? Uh, did you see anything in that, in that contest that, that, that changed your opinion of him or made you feel one way or another? Well, like I said, I'm happy that uh, he had a, like a good sparring session because me, I wasn't able to fight. So, you know, it's been 18 months. Uh, I'm out of the ring, but I was in the gym. I was still in the gym. So I have a good layoff to rest because, uh, like I said, I'm going to turn 29 this year. So, you know, uh, I'm not young anymore, even though I'm cute and I look, and I look fresh. <laughs> uh, but like I said, no, that's going to be a good fight. I'm ready. I, I don't want to talk too much because Bell is a good guy. You know, it's not like Kovalev or Hopkins or talk, or talk my shit. He's a good guy, he's a great guy, he's a friend, he's a personal friend. But like I said, he, he has to put food on his table, I need to put food on my table. So may the best guy win on June 6th. Thank you, gentlemen, and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, next question, we'll go to Francis Paquin. Paquin? Hi. Uh, so, so I will have to ask my question in French because uh, we need quotes for uh, television uh, here in Montreal. Uh, salut Jean, j'espère que ça va bien. Um, oui, sauf erreur, c'est ton quatrième combat revanche depuis le début de ta carrière pro. Uh, comment t'abordes ça avec ton expérience uh, maintenant, uh, un combat comme ça quand t'affrontes quelqu'un pour la deuxième fois? Ouais, ça va, comme je dis, j'ai l'expérience. Euh, j'ai fait des petites erreurs la première fois euh, qui m'ont qui ont coûté que le combat euh, a été un peu plus serré que ça l'aurait dû l'être. Comme que je vous dis, c'est euh, ça a été un mal pour un bien parce que si le combat avait pas été serré à la fin, on n'aurait pas eu cette revanche-là pour donner un bon show encore une fois euh, aux spectateurs. Alors, euh, je me suis bien préparé. Ça fait six mois que je suis à Porto Rico. Je fais deux mois d'entraînement à Montréal. Alors, euh, ça fait très longtemps que je suis dans le gym. Euh, je pense pas que la rouille euh, s'est installée compte tenu que je suis resté dans le gym. Puis, euh, comme je dis, moi, j'ai aucune excuse. Je suis prêt pour ce combat-là. Puis, ça a été un bon show. Euh, Jean, ton adversaire a changé d'adversaire. Toi, ça fait déjà un petit bout de temps que tu es installé avec Stéphane Larouche. Euh, Qu'est-ce que tu as changé, amélioré depuis que tu es avec Stéphane? Avec Stéphane, sincèrement, il a amélioré vraiment beaucoup ma défensive, euh, je veux dire, euh, ma technique. Euh, je m'assois beaucoup plus sur mes coups, donc cela me permet de frapper encore plus fort avec plus d'autorité. Alors, euh, ma technique s'est grandement améliorée avec Stéphane et je lève mon chapeau. Merci beaucoup, Jean. Euh, bonne chance. Merci. East Coast. Okay, West Coast. You. What's up? <laughs> we'll, we'll go to Keenan Atchison uh, with the next question. Hey, how you gentlemen doing today? 
man? First question is for um John. John, you're coming off a eighteen month layoff. Are you expecting to have some sort of ring rust, or do you feel as though since you've been in the gym prepping since December that you'll be good enough and fresh enough uh, coming June? I really think that's going to be good enough. You know, I'm not a rookie. I'm a veteran. Been there, done that. Uh, the long layoff uh, gave me a break. Like I said, I'm not young anymore. I'm going to turn 39. So at that age, it's better to have more rest than to be overtrained. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been in the gym. Uh, you know, but you know, say I had the right intensity in my training to not get overtrained. So I'm very excited. Uh, we are almost like ten days away from the fight, and I just can't wait. All right. Second question is uh for Badu. Badu, you uh, this is now your uh, well technically your second fight going in with uh with Coach Banks. How is that rapport uh, building up, and how has camp been this time for the second? for this second fight with um, Jonathan Banks um, in your corner? Oh, uh, great. He's sitting right, right next to me now, so I got to be nice. No, but um, <laughs> uh, actually, uh, this camp's been a little longer. The, the other fight was not, um, you know, it was an eight-round fight. It was, it was supposed to be an exhibition fight. It was, you know, we didn't have uh, enough time to really to prepare. It wasn't a weight cut or nothing. So that was a fight at the cruiserweight. So... This fight been way better. Everything, the rhythm, everything's coming together for this camp. So last camp, he he was also uh, he was going back and forth between Big Bear and Las Vegas because he was training Gennady Golovkin at the same time. He had a big fight. I had a smaller fight. So this this camp, uh, everything been on point. And I got one last question for you. This is now going on uh, your second fight on the exhibition card. Do you feel like this is this might be the new wave coming coming forward or? Do you think, uh, you know, it's just a couple one-offs here and there? I mean, uh, this is the new era. It, look, it looks like the social media era, you know, it's all about marketing and YouTubers and, and stuff like that. It looks like it's going to continue because it makes it makes dollars and cents, you know. So, I don't know. All right. Well, best of luck to you guys on um, June 5th. Thank you. June 6th. June 6th, my bird. It's cold. Bad boy, baby. <laughs> thank you, thank you, all the media who have asked questions. I'm going to toss it back to Brian. Okay, Greg, thank you, and and listen, Badu, uh, thank you, uh, Champ John Pascal, thank you so much. I'm telling you what, I, people have written that this fight will steal the show, and you see why. Uh, <laughs> these guys are going to throw hands as soon as they get in the ring. It's going to be one heck of a night. That's why I call it uh, a boxing extravaganza. Again, it all comes your way Sunday, June 6th, Showtime pay-per-view, 8 p.m. Eastern is the time that we are going to kick things off. Uh, I want to make sure Leonard Ellaby is still with us. Leonard, I uh, want to give you the floor for a final comment on the night. Wow. This this has been one of the best calls that I've been a part of in, in many, many, many years. The energy between all four fighters have been incredible. Just as a you know, as the promoter of the event, I'm excited, but I can imagine what the fans are going to feel like because, again, you have Hurd and Arias, and them two are looking to go out and both make a statement. Then we roll right into the, the Pascal-Jack fight. Oh, my God, these guys are going to pick up right where they left off, and, again, we have a great night of boxing. Can't wait. <laughs> it is a promoter's dream. And no one does it better there than Mayweather Promotions. Thank you, Leonard. I want to thank all the members of the media for joining this call. Don't forget, uh, make sure 
you uh, tell people and let them tune in uh, Sunday, June 6th uh, in Miami on Showtime pay-per-view. The four fights, two of these professional fights, and as you just heard from these fighters, they are ready to get it on. Uh, I'm Brian Custer. Thanks for joining us.